Oh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's time to go inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Subalero, and happy EMS week. It's the middle of the week. They used to call it hump day, but uh, I don't know if it's hump day anymore. And this episode of the Inside EMS podcast is sponsored by Boundtree Medical. Learn how Boundtree can help you save minutes and lives at Boundtree.com. And here he is. Yes, here he is. My EMS week partner, my good friend, Kelly Grayson, KG. How's your EMS week going? Going well, man. It's going well. I'm uh, uh, saving lives, stamping out disease and pestilence, the usual. Slowly whittling down the honeydew list that has only grown longer during stay at home. Well, I think that uh, I saw pictures of your man cave online. It looks pretty. Uh, yeah. It looks very rustic. I guess rustic's the word, right? Yeah, man. I was I was going for early American hunting lodge, hunting cabin kind of. So is, it. is your home, do you live in like a large cabin? It's meant cabin? to be a testosterone. No, I live in a little cottage in the woods. It's a it's a little cottage in the woods. So when we we bought and set up the man cave, it almost doubled the square feet of our, our living space. <laughs> oh, did you, build, did you build it? Did you build that? Um, no, no, no. We bought, a, we bought one of those Amish prefab buildings, uh, those Amish-made buildings. And... Uh, and converted it to an office and workshop. Got the uh, got the office on one end and, and podcasting studio and office on one end and, and uh, workshop on the other. And uh, uh, it's it's got lofts on either end. So the lofts right now are for storage, but they'll be finished for uh, sleeping if, if people want to come visit. So yeah, I want to come down to uh, Grayson Acres and uh, spend some time in the loft. How about that? Yeah, yeah, you do that, man. You're gonna have to do it soon because you're getting so old. You're not gonna be able to climb up a climb up a ladder into the loft, man. You, well, I think you of... need to put up some kind of pulley system or whatever just to get those up. <laughs> yeah. A dumb waiter. This is on the dumb. Thank you so much. It's uh, <laughs> awesome being here. But Kelly, you know EMS week, and I think that uh, you know we've been talking about a lot of things over the past few weeks and kind of hanging out around the COVID topic. And, you know, I, I want to take a, a part of this show, really, to talk about EMS, to talk about EMS Week, to talk about what this year has meant, to talk about maybe what the future of EMS is going to look like. We've kind of tried to figure that out. And I think that there's a lot of things that are giving us, you know, some, uh, you know, lean back and think and actions that we need to take as a career yeah. field. But first, I think we have to be able to give the props. We have to be able to give the... the um, pat on the back to the folks that are out there who are doing the job and who are making EMS what it is today. And, and, and you know, I've said it before. I mean, we've got problems in our career field. We don't yeah. pay our providers what they're worth. They've got problems with their schedule. They got problems with their, um, you know, problems uh, making ends meet. It's a high stress job. Sometimes it's more mentally physical than it is physically physical. Um, you know, EMS is one of those thankless jobs that you truly have to have a calling for that you continue to come to work every day. And we know what these challenges are. They are still challenges and they've been challenges for decades. I mean, I'm going in my third decade of being a paramedic or past that actually. And, you know, really what has changed, but here's what's amazing to me, Kelly, and here's what's inspiring to me is that during this time of crisis, during this time of pandemic, you know, during this time of COVID, the EMS providers in our country are going to work. They're, mm -hmm. they're being professional. They're being committed. 
they're being dedicated, they're delivering the highest quality of patient care to the people that they serve, and they're doing it without the right uh, level of PPE. They're doing it without the support from the federal government. I mean, we talk about EMS providers being a transport benefit and not a provider recognized as a, as a certified provider. They can't even get the PPE they need to do the jobs yeah. that they have to do. But you know what? Kelly, they're coming to work. They're, mm -hmm. they're on the ambulances. They're taking their shifts when they should be home taking care of their families. And I got to tell you, brother, that's, that's inspiring about our career field. And we can say whatever we want about our career field. But what we can say is that our, our peers and the professionals that work in this environment aren't some of the best professionals in the world. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, I've in historically, I've I've been a harsh critic of many EMS systems and and uh, EMS agencies. But what I'm not a critic of is EMTs and and paramedics. Uh, I I have issues with the way systems are set up. I have issues with the way uh, EMS agencies treat their people. I think there are a lot of predatory EMS companies out there that that take advantage of their people. Um, and uh, take advantage of the fact that we they know we will show up, we will be to work, we will work with with uh, less than optimum uh, or less than adequate PPE. Uh, and and there's a school of thought out there that says we should we should stop and vote with our feet and just refuse to show up to work. I, I can see the merit in that uh, from some EMS advocates proposing such a thing. Uh, I don't quite agree with it. Uh, I, I think there is a way to advocate for what we need uh, and better working conditions and better wages than just simply saying screw this. I'm not going to come to work and, and let you figure out how to deal without me. Because I think right now, Chris, the, the public is seeing uh, the sacrifices we're willing to make and, and the hard work that we do. And, and we are coming off very, very favorably uh, in, the, in the public eye without inducing a work stoppage, you know, or, or uh, coming down with the, with the blue flu uh, and, and letting people see what uh, health care would be like uh, if they missed us. Um, I, I think people, uh, by and large, are, are getting a really good idea of the dedication of, of EMTs and paramedics throughout the country. It's, um, you know, hopefully we can, we can leverage some of this goodwill that we've been generating in, in recent weeks uh, to, uh, to get us better PPE, get us better working conditions, get us better pay, better benefits, uh, shift the thinking of the public and the regulators and the policymakers uh, into uh, understanding that, that we can provide a fee for, I mean, we can provide a service rather than just a transport mechanism. Um, I, I think that's, that's something that we can do. Uh, and that's something that we, we should focus on uh, in EMS week and, and moving forward. You know, one of the challenges here though, is that and I agree with everything you said. I think it's, it, I think you, you know, kind of put an icing on that cake of, of uh, the baking that I gave you. But here's the, here's the challenge, Kelly. The challenge is if it doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen in our career field. This is the opportunity. The iron is hot. The things that we've done in EMS during this time of pandemic has been extraordinary. 
and we have uh, we're going into people's homes we're doing covid testing we're managing them at home we're treating them at home we're keeping them out of the hospitals when they don't need to go we're taking people from the uh, you know from one point to another and then getting them back home again as safely as they can and keeping people that who come around them uh, from getting this virus one of the things that we need to start to think about is we have to be able to have our status change that we're recognized as providers and mm-hmm. not as transport. We've got to be able to, to be considered tier one providers and not tier two providers, which we are. We need to be able to now start to think about that when the federal dollars are coming, that all EMS agencies are able to put their hands on those federal dollars. Even the privates, uh, because they are doing a needed public function. I guess, and, and you know, you're absolutely right. And and you think about this, Kelly. Even um, the, the we've talked on this show about the social security benefits that uh, EMS providers are going to get at 55, or we start to talk about this hazardous duty pay that people are going to get uh, because of the COVID, or we need to talk about all these things that all of EMS is not included in. And my yeah. fear is, and I've said this on this show, my fear is if we don't make a concerted effort to make the change now the change will never happen and we're going to we're going to move from the forefront like a chess game right we're we're like the we're like the rook we're going to we're moving forward right now but if we don't make the changes we need to make we're going to move back into oblivion and we're going to be right back where we started in 1975 i i'm not sure that i agree with you there i i think that uh, I agree with you that that now is the time to to take decisive action and to to really leverage the goodwill that we've generated and and as John Politis pointed out uh, in our podcast last week, you know, um, goodwill shifts to ill will pretty quick, um, and, and we saw that in two thousand and eight with the with the fiscal crisis in two thousand eight and 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 municipalities uh, griping about the the burden of pension funds and, and that sort of thing and and salaries uh, uh, for municipal fire and EMS agencies and police and so on and so forth. But I, while I agree that that uh, it would be a, a cry and shame if we squandered uh, the publicity and the goodwill that we've generated in the last few weeks, uh, I don't think this is a now or never uh, situation. I, I believe in incrementalism. Uh, the, the strides we have made in EMS, and you know it as well as I do, uh, EMS today is not in any way, shape, or form the same profession it was when we started in it. Uh, we've advanced. We've moved forward. We've expanded our, our capabilities uh, quite dramatically, um, but it takes time. Uh, it, I, I'm reminded of, of you know, uh, singers and, and actors and everything, and, and uh, they characterize them as, you know, a, a, a overnight success that was 20 years in the making. Uh, ignoring all the hard work that, that went into that overnight success. Um, you know, you, you think about your, your pet, uh, your pet uh, topic um, is, is mobile integrated health and, and community paramedicine. And it has exploded in the last year or two or three. Um, but when did it start? You know, way back, what, 20 years ago in the Red Sands, was it the Red Sands, uh, uh, Indian Reservation uh, expanded scope of practice for the medics there, and 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 people saw an idea, and they and they built upon it, and they adapted it to their own uses, and it, and it grew slowly. Uh, but that groundswell of support 
sometimes takes a little time to, to build. And, and then when it crests, that's the only thing that people really notice. They don't, they don't notice the building swell. They notice the crest and go, where did that come from? Well, it's been building for years. It just now reached a, a critical mass. And I think that's the way we're, we're going to have to do this. Uh, um, we, we certainly need to, to take advantage of the, the goodwill uh, from policymakers, uh, most especially, uh, and, and really advocate for our profession. But uh, I don't think we're going to transformatively uh, move EMS forward uh, overnight. I don't think we're going to transform EMS overnight. I think we can make some substantial gains uh, in, in the coming year or two uh, based on, on what we've proven that we can do. Um, but I don't think uh, a year from now or two years from now, uh, EMS will be forever the same or forever changed. It's just going to get a little bit better as we go. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I, I want to get your opinion on a couple more things. But sure. as we uh, take a break here, as your partner in EMS for over 40 years, Boundary has been Boundary has made it their goal to provide you with more than just emergency medical supplies and equipment. Boundary partners with you to create efficiencies within your agency streamline your operations and help you find the ways to make the most out of your budget. Your dedicated account manager will be your true partner acting as your personal advisor to help you determine which solutions are right for you and your specific needs to find out more, to set up an account, visit boundtree.com or call 800-533-0523. So, you know, I mean, I think you made a lot of sense with your, with your comment and, uh, you know, I just don't know, man. I think I'm a little bit more in this area. I'm a little bit more, uh, you don't find me this way very often. My, gla my glass is half empty. And the reason I think that I have this uh, cynical side that we have to be able to strike while, the iron, strike while the iron is hot is because we have made efforts to do this in the past without any, um, without any real good movement, right? I mean, the lawmakers, when you go and sit with them and and EMT does a great job of VMS on the Hill Day, and, you know, the, we were getting a lot of people. And the lawmakers love to listen to us, man. And they love to share that day. <laughs> for, that, for that hour that we're there. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, what, what has really changed for EMS? You know, it seems that the people who are in the municipalities, and it seems that the people who are in the third, third city services, they're getting different things. But EMS as a whole is still not being treated with the respect and given the benefits that they need to get. So wow. when we think we think about this from a we think about this from a you know this pandemic standpoint, where we are truly changing the focus of healthcare. And you know to go back to your point, I mean the the rural EMS agenda for the future put community paramedicine the methodology in 1998. And then it wasn't until 2008 till the first programs really started to pop up 2007, 2008. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, to your point, you know, we're going into the second decade, 12 or so years now of doing community paramedic, um, you know, since we call the start of community paramedicine, but it, it's taken 12 years for even the, the, you know, CMS to say, yeah, let's try this ET3 thing. I think that there's something to what you guys are talking about, but it really isn't a community paramedicine benefit. 
as it is a 911 benefit that now we can go to alternative destinations, now we can treat and release, or now we still take them to the hospital. It's not a community paramedicine benefit. I think the, the ingenuity and the creativity is these community paramedicine agencies are going to figure out a way to make this a community paramedicine benefit. But, you know, so when we start to think about this from the tragedy and the horror and the and the you know the challenges of this pandemic where EMS is really spot Kelly Kelly I mean I I I mean this is just making my heart beat but there was a paramedic on the cover of Time magazine this year I mean that's where we are right now and that's that's yeah. the, you know that's the the exposure that we're getting we've got to take advantage of the exposure um, we do we do I just don't think that if we don't fully realize our goals uh uh you know in the next year or two uh following the 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 waning of this pandemic uh that that all is lost uh, i don't and, and you know here's what the thing i think that you are too close to the problem that's why you're cynical so i'm gonna i'm gonna step out of kelly's normal shoes and step into Nancy McGee's shoes because this is this is the role in our house. I am the second. I, I hear you wear those shoes a lot. Then the dress is like with it, but I don't. I don't. Make my calves look so defined. It's okay, great. go go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I usually am the world weary, cynical uh, one in our relationship, and and Nancy is is Mary Sue Sunshine. Look on the bright side. You're you're too close to the problem, and and all you see is the things that frustrate you. So. I'm going to point out something to you uh, differently. Um, you see all of this that is that has taken so long to do, um, and and I am much more hopeful uh, for one thing uh, that, that's pretty obvious is at the core of EMS, the people practicing it are getting out there. You said it in the very beginning of this podcast. Uh, the core of EMS is is pretty good. Uh, we may have organizational problems, and we may have problems with the, with advocacy and, and getting our, a cohesive message out to the, the people that make decisions. But the heart of EMS, the people out there practicing it, uh, is, as, is as sound as ever. And I can't help but think that the, the kind of advocacy that they're practicing right now um, is, uh, is invaluable and, and will be noticed. Uh, you talk about the the uh, EMS on the Hill day and how the politicians love to pose with us for photo ops and get their name in the paper as being supporters, and then they forget us. And, and I've replied to you that uh, it's because we do EMS wrong, EMS week wrong, uh, that we, we only zealously advocate for EMS one week out of the year, and the rest of the week um, we, you know, we're, we're bitching and complaining. Um, when we should be zealously advocating for EMS 51 weeks out of the year, and then we take uh, the third week in May off uh, and, and take some time to ourselves and vacation and, and recharge our batteries. And, and I think that would be a much more effective use of our time uh, rather than do our big PR push uh, in that one week. We just hit it hard all year long and then relax for the third week in May and celebrate what we, uh, uh, our accomplishments. However, uh, for the rank and file paramedic, Chris, that's not an option. You know, you and I sitting in in the cab of our virtual ambulance discussing the the uh, the ins and outs of, of inside EMS. Um, we can we can turn our focus outward 
toward advocacy, toward where our profession is going, what's our, our uh, the place of EMS in the greater scheme of healthcare, what's our place in the greater scheme of EMS, um, because we're at that point in our career progression. Um, but the vast majority of EMS providers out there are not at that point where they can't turn their focus outward because they're still struggling to make ends meet. They're still struggling to, to uh, meet those, those bottom, uh, to, to achieve those bottom rungs on Maslow's hierarchy, you know, food, shelter, security. Uh, and, and their focus is not on EMS. Their focus is on their next patient their next paycheck, their next mortgage payment. It's real hard to think broad scope uh, when, when you're in that kind of position. Yet, they're still out there practicing the best advocacy that I can think of, and that is being out in the public eye, being stalwart, resolute, and committed, and doing the job despite all the obvious hazards, um, sacrifices, and, and obstacles that we face. Uh, the public seeing those hazards, they're seeing those obstacles, they're seeing the challenges that we are faced with every day, and they're applauding us for soldiering on through it. And, and I, I can't help but think that that sort of uh, that publicity and, and that view is is pretty dang strong advocacy in and of itself, and it'll pay uh, it'll pay dividends in the long run. But hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. What's your agency doing for EMS Week? Do you think the public's view of EMS has changed, improved in the uh, during the, the COVID-19 pandemic? We'd like to hear your thoughts at the show at EMS1.com. And for myself and co-host Chris Ciballero, we do salute you, the people in EMS. We want you to have a happy EMS week, and we want you to stay safe. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>